So in today's episode, we'll specifically be talking about the Trinity. What is the Trinity? And why do people disagree about theology in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God the Father? And then the second question that we really tackle today in our Q&A session is, do miracles still happen? So stay tuned. Let's explore this topic together. Worshippers. All right. Um, we're exploring topics, hot topics of Christianity. So it's a Q&A session with our guests, Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks, just some really good friends of mine. And they really do have a teaching gifting. And so I'm really excited to see what we can learn from them today. Oh, oh, oh. All right. So I'm excited today. We have two guests with us. We have Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, maybe you guys, before we get started, can introduce yourselves and maybe say something interesting, something you ate today for all I care, but just tell us about yourselves. Um, Well, I'm Rachel Hicks, and now I feel like I'm being put on the spot for my diet. (laughs) You don't have to really. Um, So I guess I'm going to confess that I just got done eating a Fiesta Lime Chicken from Me too, girl. No shame. (laughs) How was it? How was it? It was great. It was great. But Alexi preferred Pizza Hut for its pasta. Yes, yes. This is not a promotion. <laughs> but let me just say, it wasn't bad on price either. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. I don't know who to say I am. Uh, I'm a nurse um, and a child of God. Child of God. There you go. Uh, my name is Alexis Torres. I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, I love Jesus. I'm a friend of Rachel and Alicia. And yeah, I think just a simple guy who loves the Lord. And pasta from pizza. And pasta. <laughs> and pasta. Much pasta. Yeah. Has there been um, any songs that have really ministered to you guys? Some Christian songs? Old or new? You, you see how she specified that Christian song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, earlier today, King of My Heart was just constantly going through my head, especially that part, You Are Good. You Are Good. Mm -hmm. That is a good song. I love that song. Um, (laughs) I was, uh, there's a song um, called Desperate by Lecrae. Mm, I knew it was going to be Lecrae. Oh, yeah. I love Lecrae. I, he's, uh, he has a shirt. This is, this is a rabbit trail that it it says, uh, 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 Righteous and righteous on it. Oh my gosh! And it, and it just like I was like, man, that so describes me. Righteous by the finished work of Christ, and just a tad bit still ratchet because I'm I'm still you know what I mean. Uh, God's chiseling out who I am to form His character in me. So I just I love His music, love His music, and His testimony, and His book. Great book. <laughs> um, are you promoting Lecrae now? Yeah. <laughs> Pizza Hut, Lecrae. Pizza Hut, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, for me, uh, 
Israel Houghton, mm-hmm. um, if not for your grace. Mm-hmm. And so the line is, if not for your grace, where would I be? Um, just the, the song is that whole thought. But, um, oh, I just love it. I just love it. It's grace that restores, grace that redeems, grace that releases me to worship, grace that repays visions and dreams, grace um, that releases miracles. And um, his grace is so much more than just, I don't want to say simply, but being saved by Christ. His grace is longstanding. It works in the past, present, and future. And so, yeah, I just... Oh, that song hits me. It's so good. So good. But yeah, so let's let's jump right in. Um, so we have been talking about um, Christianity's top questions. Um, and this is in our series Q&A. So just questions and answers here. So um, we got a couple questions here that I think people have been asking. So we're going to just jump right in. You guys ready? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So one of the questions um, that I think many people have is, what is the Trinity? And what do people disagree about regarding the Trinity and why? Uh, the Trinity is the belief that there is one God, um, none before, none after, uh, one creator of all things, who's, who's one being, who exists as three co-equal, co-eternal persons. He's one what who exists as three who's. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. Uh, he's the. He's the. Uh, he, there's there's one God, mm-hmm. none before, none after. He's the creator of all things. He exists outside of time and space. Uh, he's one what one God who exists as three who's three yeah, persons who are good. co-equal and co-eternal. Does every Christian agree with that statement, or is that where some pe- there's some division? Yeah, that that has been the historic uh, position of the Christian Church. We see that with the Council of Nicaea. Uh, we see that with Tertullian in the second century. Uh, we see that with Polycarp, uh, the first century disciple of Paul. Uh, so we see that all over church history. That has been the historic position. And you know, I I kind of laugh to myself as you're speaking because. I'm a simple man that loves Jesus and pasta <laughs> and Lecrae. And and here you are spewing off all of us. So people won't know this, but Alexi and Rachel have a gifting in teaching and I don't. And so <laughs> you guys are just so articulate with some of these things that I'm just like eating it up. And I'm just amazed that you remember that history and just... So just to affirm that, <laughs> it's good. Rachel's a smart one. I'm the one with the good jokes. So oh. <laughs> I'm the one with the jokes. You want, you want a good answer? Just talk to her. You want a good joke? Just come this way. Come, come, come on, the, come on my side of the street. <laughs> yeah. Um. You said. Uh, what were some of the phrases you used? Um. Help me out here. To one describe. what? Yeah. And then three who's. Uh, a what is like what what. He is. He's one being. He's one one God. He's one what? The three and one. And then he's three who's. But he's he's not. And I think it's it's important to distinguish the the number one and, and three. We can't use them the same way. Uh, there's three persons, but there's only one God. Um, and if you use those those two numbers in the same sense, you'll violate the law of non-contradiction, and you'll have a contradiction. 
But as long as you can use those two numbers in two different ways, you don't violate the law of non-contradiction and you can have the Trinity exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Rachel? Is that I think he was lying when he said, I have the wisdom and he doesn't. <laughs> I think he's, he's got it. Being a born again Christian, my late teens, early 20s in college, it was one of those questions where it's like, wow, I, I actually don't think I fully understand what my beliefs are on the Trinity. I was raised a certain way, but I was really challenged at that time. So I think it's a really pertinent question. I've had people ask, well, who, who do you pray to? You know, and as I'm stumbling to try to articulate that, you know, questions about who or what is the Trinity comes up. Yeah. What, where is the disagreement in that? I think that in, in, in the nature of God, I think that we, we sometimes believe of the Trinity of the three persons. Um, we believe that there's one God who exists as three persons, but they almost put them kind of like on a totem pole. You know, mm. Jesus is the, um, the father's the highest. Uh, Jesus is kind of, a little bit lower in the Holy Spirit, so he's just kind of uh, floating around, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like the third, it's like three platforms, and we don't, people don't actually believe that they're co-equal. That's that what you were saying earlier. Co-equal. Yes, co-equal. Where like I, uh, when when I speak of the Holy Spirit, I'm speaking of God, right, the third mm-hmm. person of the Trinity. When I speak of Jesus, he is fully God. When, I, when I'm speaking of the Father, he is fully God. Mm-hmm. The three persons of the Trinity. And I, when I say that, uh, 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 when I pray to God, I'm praying to the, to, to the tri- uh, personal being that exists in heaven, right? I'm, I'm praying to that being who created all things. Um, and when I, when I when I say that I'm praying to the Spirit, I'm praying to God. When I'm praying, when I'm praying to Jesus, I'm praying to God. When I'm praying to the Father, I'm praying to God. Um, and it's not like I have a favorite or there's one person or the mm-hmm. other that answers. It's like, no, no. God answers. The being of God answers when we come to him. Yeah. What, what are, to go with that, what are do you call on, if you will, or focus on different parts of the Trinity in different scenarios? If so, what name do you call them? Do you get what I'm asking? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, well, well, the Jewish culture. I think sometimes we think that the Father, Son, and Spirit are not actually names, but the the, the Jewish culture was actually different. Um, if, if you look in Isaiah nine six, it calls. Uh, Jesus, the, uh, the, the the father of, uh, what's it called, eternal father, wonderful counselor in these names. So they would actually use titles as names. Mm-hmm. So when we call him the father, it's not like as if that was not a name and it's just a title. No, that's 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 literally a name of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally a name ascribed to that person of the Trinity. Um, and when you're praying to God, I mean, if you were to pray for the Spirit, Spirit, I ask you to, to show up in this moment. If you were to say, hey, Jesus, I ask you to save this life. If I were to pray, Father, I ask that you sovereignly move in this area. I don't think it's which person of the Trinity mm-hmm. because they're the same God. They're the same essence. They're the same being. Mm-hmm. They share the same nature. So I don't think it's about which person you pray to. Mm-hmm. I think it's about you praying to God and knowing who he is. Oh, oh, oh. So let's move on to another question. Um, people still ask today. So we read in scripture that miracles have happened, right? What are some of the miracles that have happened in the Bible that are recorded in scripture? Just shout it out. Um, God parting the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, Lazarus being raised from the dead. Yeah. You know, multiple, multiple people Water healed during Jesus' yes. time on earth. Mm-hmm. 
um, the resurrection of Jesus in yeah, of itself, yeah, that's right? that's the big one. That's the big one. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Yeah, so here's the question. Do miracles still happen? Is God still God? Yeah. And if he is, is he involved? And and I would oh, I would like to I mean point yes. out <laughs> yeah yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hebrews Hebrews uh, eight says Jesus is the same yesterday today yes. and forever yes and mm-hmm. so I mean God hasn't changed Jesus hasn't changed and so yes I would say miracles do still happen but that, um, I do think that Jesus talks um, a lot about our faith during that process, though, too, and that that is a component where um, he says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And so I think there is part of that as well um, that plays into it. Yeah, if, if, I think nowhere in Scripture does it speak about the ceasing of miracles, but I think sometimes people go there um, because they believe, just because some people believe the gifts have have ceased, so therefore uh, the miracles no longer exist. First Corinthians one seven it says, "So that you are lacking, so you are not lacking in any gift, as you await the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ." Um, so it's like no miracles not only still exist, all of the gifts are active. Uh, the gift of miracles, uh, uh, the gift of healing, the gift of tongues, like all, all of these are still active and in play until the coming of our Lord. He hasn't come back yet, so they're still in play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that simple. Why, and I understand doubt is in play and lack of faith. So I don't know if the right question is why, but why is there doubt that miracles happen? Why does it look different now? You're saying they're still active, scripture you're pointing scripture to that. Why? Why are we resistant, some of us, to believe miracles happen today? I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the the desire to to preserve the inerrancy of scripture, um, where people don't want to believe um, in like visions or they don't want to believe in the miracles and stuff like that because they think it undermines the authority of the Word of God. Yeah, so so they were like, yeah, no, this didn't happen because it undermines the authority of the word of God. Uh, but really, no, it's it's just it just testifies to it. Oftentimes, um, I think of, oftentimes too, there's been many abuses by certain denominations mm-hmm. on miracles. There's been there's wow. been so many abuses uh, that people have have they've, they've thrown the the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. where they's like, no, there's just there's this. They're having so many miracles, but it's all fake. They have flaky theology. They have incorrect soteriology. So we just want to be away from them totally. We're just going to go with the word of God alone. But the irony is, if you believe in the word of God alone, there should be miracles. We should see the the sovereign hand of God moving through history, moving through our lives, producing miracles for his glory. Mm-hmm. I think fear plays a factor as well. Mm-hmm. I would say both fear of a miracle happening and fear that we pray for or expect and it doesn't happen because Ooh, it's yeah. not in a line yeah, with God's will. And so um, I think because of that, people will then, they're not as um, apt to believe that mm-hmm. they're going to still happen or pray passionately for that to happen. And then if it doesn't, then what do you do? Well, was I wrong? Was I praying for the wrong thing? And then it adds so many more questions. Was my mustard seed too small? Correct. (laughs) Correct. And so then their doubt and things grow. And so I think that's a a bit of a factor. Mm -hmm. And 
and you know what? I'm asking this question um, from Western society, mm-hmm. right? And um, I haven't had the opportunity or privilege to travel other places in the world and and to experience how other places and people in the world um, celebrate Jesus and God the whole, and the Holy Spirit and miracles. Can any of you speak to that? I, is um, it as difficult to believe in other parts of the world? Is it just us? Is this- I actually went on a mission trip to Peru um, years ago. And during that mission trip, um, the medical team that I was with, we actually um, were asked to, to see this mother and her baby. And it was a newborn and mom was sick and baby was sick. And we actually did not have the medications on board Um our, our ship that we were using, our boat that we were using to get up and down the river um, for this family. And so the only thing we could do was pray over them. And so we did um, and just asked for God's healing and miraculous hand just to touch them. And the next morning, they were both completely healed. Wow. Completely healed. And we had no medication to give them. Wow. And, and so, um, yeah, I think a lot of times... We rely on other things as well. And so um, we, you know, okay, I'm going to go. Like there we had no options. We had nothing. And so we just reached out to God with open hands like this is this is in your control. And I think you're right. The Western mindset can kind of cause problems. I think, too, here, especially in the United States, in the United States, we're so cerebral. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's just not a lot of faith. Even with the Christians, they're, they're, it's very intellectual. It's like a, kind of like an intellectual gospel, um, that the side of like really yearning for the presence of God to show up sometimes isn't there too often or maybe as often in other cultures. With other cultures, it's like it's life or death. They're, they're begging and they're just desiring at a deeper level for God to show up because it's life or death. Mm-hmm. But because we're so comfortable here in the United States, we don't really have to pray for miracles too often. And we don't yearn it the way people in poor, poor cultures do yearn it. Yeah. You know? Or the people that are being persecuted much more than the yeah. Christians here. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I think one of my um, uh, favorite verses for this also would be Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Oh, and when you add all generations forever and ever, I mean, doesn't that speak for itself, right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just chewing on that a little. Because... There are people who believe that God created us and is no longer involved. And he just decided to stop doing miracles. And so I think when we do ask this question, it also it speaks to our own fear, where our culture society may be at, or the quote-unquote Christian church on the side of the world. you know. But I think we're also speaking to who do we believe God is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he does have the power to do miracles, can he? And I don't think the can he is the question. I think is, will he? Is is he kind enough and good enough to, to do that? Is he listening? Does he hear our cry? Does he see us? So it's, and like you said, Rachel, you know, um, 
you've said previously that you have an autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, praying to be healed and you've been healed in other ways, but not in that way. So what, what does that mean? And it can be a real conversation, right? To have and, and doubts and yeah, this is real. Yeah. And I think the, the story of Jesus saying to the father, and I forget what was wrong with the son, but he, um, the father just said out, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. The centurion. Yes. And, um, I think we just need to do that. Be honest with God about our unbelief and our doubts and, um, just ask for more belief and more, more faith in those situations. I love that story where like, Mm. it's a total contradiction, but it makes total sense where he says like, uh, I believe Jesus says, if you believe all things are possible. And he says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I totally get that. We're like, I believe, but I don't fully believe the way I'm supposed to believe this. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, help me with my unbelief. Like, Jesus, I believe this, but I need to believe it to a greater degree. Like, I need to go deeper in my faith. I think that's just a prayer that we should all be praying. That's a total tangent, but, you know, it's good. it's good. Um, And and that he's good because any other king would would probably behead us, <laughs> right? To question his yeah. authority, to yeah. to ask certain questions, but that's not who Christ is. That's yeah. not that's not how he sees us. Yeah. And and maybe I'll play devil's advocate here, even though it's Alicia's job. <laughs> I think why do you guys think miracles oftentimes do not happen if we have enough faith? I, I think um boldness and love to actually do it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, that's my brief answer. Yeah. What if what if we're super bold? What if we're bold like italics, <laughs> like in Microsoft Word? I mean, sometimes I think we just got to accept the fact that we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. and there's sin in this world and there are going to be certain things that just don't happen. Yeah. And everybody has a time to die and everybody's going to suffer and be persecuted. And we all there are ways that we're going to be attacked and um, just to look at those ways that um, as Joseph said, what you intended for evil, God has made good. Yeah. Made good. And so no matter, no matter whether that miracle happens or not being very sure that we don't lose our faith in that, just digging deeper into God and trusting that he sees the whole picture. He sees the bigger picture and that even in the pain or in that situation, he is able to use you um, to continue to witness for him and to live, you know, to grow you in Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that is, I think, a struggle where I think a lot of people fall off their faith where mm-hmm. they say, if, if God was so loving, wouldn't he have healed me? Like God heals some people. Why didn't he heal me? Right. Why didn't he save my my baby? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that. Right. Or if he really loved me, why did he not hear me? Y- y- yeah. y- you know, and I think that's the struggle. And um, I think there's where we got to just realize the sovereignty of God. We can go back to Job and when God started questioning Job, like where were you in the foundations were made for the earth? Where were you for yeah. this? Where were you for that? God is so much bigger, so much yeah. just infinitely more sovereign than any of us could ever, you know, his wisdom yeah. is never ending. So just grasping that and, and holding that truth. Yeah. You know, I was uh, a few months ago, I was uh, uh, 
Nate. He has like a bunch of books, and I, uh, uh, I, I stole one of Nate's books, and then it was. Uh, you stole his book. Oh. Well, I didn't really confess steal it. to your brothers and sisters. <laughs> Next topic: stealing. No. <laughs> it was uh, uh, it was a, a sermon book by John Calvin, and it was over the book of uh, Job, and he was saying, "What if uh, our suffering is actually a gift from the providence of God?" For him to shape his character in us mm-hmm. and i'll never mm-hmm. forget that i didn't read any more of the sermon i was like i've had enough like that's it cut i gotta me deep. chew on that yeah i gotta chew on that um and the thought of like if if god is really good and everything that god permits to us is is to shape his character in us what if the suffering that we're actually experience experiencing and even the bad stuff that we're actually experiencing is actually God's just sovereign hand orchestrating history in order to shape his character in us, in order that we'd see his glory in a new light. Um, and it really makes me think, because then it's like, when we view suffering through those eyes, through the, through, 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 through God orchestrating history, then, then Satan no longer has power over us. Satan no longer has power. God is sovereign. God is permitting something in order for me to see his glory. God is God is God allows something so I can see his his sovereign hand, his care over my life mm-hmm. in order for me just to be an adoration for him to shape his character in me. And then it's like Satan loses all of his power. Yeah. I I agree with a lot of that and I I just really feel that to just speak to that's you know, the Christian answer and that's so good and true and speaks of who God is. And like you said, his sovereignty and his goodness and also not always the most comforting answer for people who are mourning, who needed a miracle and it, and it didn't happen, whatever it is. And so for anyone listening, just, um, yeah, we don't have the answer for you just an encouragement to keep walking and asking those questions to God. He can handle it. If you're angry with him or if you reject him, he's going to keep pursuing you. Um, He'll knock, but you need to open the door and let him in. So just, we're not saying it's easy to just move past those seasons and and times when you needed a miracle and it didn't come in the way you either thought it would or if at all. Right. Um, But like you guys said that, we can't possibly know everything. And I'm, I'm glad that I don't have that burden. If I knew all that God knew, all that weight on my shoulders, I wouldn't be able to bear it of what everyone was going through. If I knew the full extent of what they were feeling and everyone's story. And if I even knew a list of people who needed a miracle, like that's, I can't even bear that. I would be in such despair. So I'm, I rest in, like you said, his providence and his sovereignty and his goodness. And I've, I've experienced it myself, so I can say that. But for someone who maybe would maybe say that they haven't experienced that yet, just like you said, Alexi, the, the what if questions and yeah. to just pose those questions to God and just, yeah. Yeah, it's okay I to ask him. It's like, th- there is oftentimes what if um, that we just, we will never have an answer to. And sometimes we, when we get to glory, there's no promise we will know. You know, some people believe we will find out. It's like, I don't know. Um, but what we do know is that God demonstrated his kindness and his love through the death of Jesus um, in order to save us. So I think that in any moment when we are in doubt of the kindness and the mercy and the goodness of Jesus, I think immediately where we have to go to is the cross. And that's where we're constantly, constantly reminded of the faithfulness of God towards us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And just in one last thing before we 
move on. So that, that question is, do miracles still happen? And we, we had a really good rabbit trail. I'm okay with that. You know, there's just good content there. Yes. <laughs> to answer the question. Yeah. Um, and, and I always think in terms of songs. So two songs came to mind that I think could really um, minister to someone. Um, it's called Great Things. And that's um, Elevation Worship. And pr- it, it might be um, Great Things in parentheses, Worth It All is its secondary title. So look that up. I love that song. It talks about the seasons of life through the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, but also there's a song um, by the same band, Elevation Worship. It's called Do It Again. Um, just a yeah. really powerful song. It kind of starts out with um, like kind of like the March of Jericho, walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall, but you've never failed me yet. And when they say yet, it's not that it's the assumption that God will fail you, but it's like, hey, you haven't failed me yet, so you're not going to, right? And they speak to miracles. This is a really powerful song. Um, my favorite version, this is for the music people out there, right? You know, so anyone who wants to hear this, but um, my favorite version is by Elevation Collective. And so Travis Green is leading that. He's awesome. So good. I, I, love, I love Travis, Travis Green. Green. I love it. So I just passionate. raised my hand He's in so the passionate. air. <laughs> I love, I'm proclaiming, I love Travis Green. I just love, I just, oh, I so appreciate him. So anyway. Another good song. Um, and lastly, um, Miracles by Jesus Culture or Chris Quilela. And I and I I'm not I'm not percent certain, but I believe he was writing this song when I think he and his wife lost a baby. I don't know if it was a miscarriage or or what had happened. I, I can't remember. Um, oh, it's such a powerful song. So those three songs, check them out. Just an encouragement to the body of Christ. Oh, oh, oh. All right, worshipers. So we've covered some interesting topics today about the Trinity and do miracles still happen? Just some really pertinent questions about Christianity. Um, And we don't have all the answers, yet we hope we've been enriched with our conversations together. So stay tuned for more episodes. This is just part of a whole series. Um, So thanks for listening, and God bless you guys.